Hello everyone and a warm welcome to Inside the Hive. Welcome to a brand new season of the year 2024. Welcome to season 3. I'm really really excited for season 3. And you guys know like this is literally our first episode for the year. So just before we get into the episode of the year, I'd love to wish you all a happy new year. Welcome to 2024. How has 2024 been for you guys lately? Hope you guys got in with your family, you've had a great start and you're looking to smashing those goals you couldn't smash last year. So guys, it's a warm welcome to The Hive again, like I always say. If this is your first time listening to us, this is your first time joining us on The Hive, I'd love to welcome you guys. And i also love for you to give us a five star on the Spotify app. And don't forget to give us a follow as well on X and also on all social media platforms. So you don't get to miss out on new episodes. Now, lately in 2024, uh, we've been seeing a couple of great news, great events that will be coming up in Bitcoin. But just before I was like kickstarted, I would love to put out there that um, I lost a very good friend of mine, Belmont Joseph. Uh, that was last year. He was meant to be the guest for our last episode for 2023. That was our episode breaker, episode 60. And we lost him a day before we could record our podcast. And I felt really, really bad. I had to pause production. And this is just me like, you know, letting you guys know what happened. And... I'd love to just say, may the gentle soul of Bermond Joseph rest in the bosom of the Lord. It's a really painful loss to the whole of CTNG, of Crypto Twitter Nigeria. And we really feel pain, but like they say, life has to go on, bro. So we'll be giving a... We're really, really sad by that. That's It's really, really sad news, but let's get started with the podcast for the year. So coming down to Bitcoin or the crypto market lately, I think there's been a whole lot that's been going on lately. Um, I think we kind of like saw um bitcoin etf got approved like a few days back and just before right then there was an incident with gary jensler's um twitter account whereby um, as we all know there was a fake um post just before bitcoin etf got approved and uh, that was saying like it has gotten approved and the set came and you know rebuilt it and said that was a fake um news and you know it got compromised and every kind of stuff like that and you know just like market makers does they use the opportunity pumped bitcoin and bitcoin came back down i would love to know what you guys price prediction for bitcoin will be in this year 2024 with the great events we have coming up in a couple of months we have bitcoin halving which a lot of people are saying it's gonna bring about demand and supply and you know i'm really really excited like this is that year we've all been waiting for a lot of people also say like this is the year of cosmos sorry this is the year of the airdrop sorry and basically cosmos ecosystems are going to be giving a couple of airdrops so if you guys don't know you just heard it right here this is an alpha try and get into the cosmos ecosystem and try and make some couple of bucks this is the year of airdrops so guys coming out to today's episode as always today we're going to be having a very great guest of mine we're going to be having charlie who's the founder of gamers.xyz and if you guys don't know what gamers.xyz is this is why you need to listen to this episode on the hive now today's topic is going to be web 3 gaming the inevitable trend in 2024 now a lot of people don't know what's been going on in the web 3 gaming space but believe me bro web 3 gaming has been moving and pulling great waves if you're not in the system right now if you're not following what the news in web3 gaming i think you should try and plug yourself in that's why you shouldn't miss out on this episode and i'll be joined by charlie just right after this um short podcast break don't go nowhere guys we'll be right back do you list your nfts and just wait idly for them to sell or grind for your points and hope you get a worthwhile reward at the end why wait needlessly introducing salver the future of nft trading on avalanche 
Discover a new world of NFTs on Salver, the community-driven marketplace on Avalanche. Earn real-time rewards in art tokens just by participating. Get art rewards instantly for buying and selling NFTs and earn crypto rewards real-time by placing buy or sell orders. You get rewards even if your orders aren't filled. Stake your art to earn AVAX rewards based on your Salver power. The more you contribute, the more you earn. Salver also distributes AVAX rewards for staking the Salver's NFTs. Salver has everything you need to thrive. At Salver, we listen to our community. Your feedback drives our roadmap. Join our vibrant community and shape the future of NFTs on Avalanche. Experience the next generation of NFT trading and earn rewards in real time. Check out Salver today. Salver. Join innovation. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting podcast on your favorite web show. Inside the Hive with Feezy. I'm glad having you guys on this one. This is literally our first episode in the year 2024, and I'm pretty, pretty excited for this one. So on today's episode, we have a very, very top web three personnel and the studio with us, and it's kind of like really, really big in the gaming sector in web three. <laughs> I'm talking about no other person than Charlie Who's the co-founder of um, New Tokyo World and also co-founder of Gamers XYZ? How are you doing today, bro? I'm doing good, man. Uh, I'll just clarify: I'm not a co-founder of Neo Tokyo, but I am a, a member of uh, the season two holder, so I am an active member, but I'm not a co-founder. Oh, oh, sorry, bro. I think I saw it on your bio. So, I literally no, all, all good. <laughs> okay, okay, that was my bad guy. Sorry. But um, how are you doing today? I'm glad having you on our podcast. How's the weather down there? Uh, it's good, man. It's actually freezing. So I've got the hoodies. I've got a blanket on my leg. It's a little uh, burrito wrap looking thing. So I got to I gotta stay warm. Uh, but the weather's cold. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm really excited to be here. I mean, I love love Web3 Gaming. I was happy you reached out because I've been trying to be more active and vocal in the space because I've been in it for such a long time. So uh, me doing like the Twitter spaces, being more active on Twitter is more of a recent thing for me, but it's um, something I've really enjoyed because I've really felt like I've been uh, behind the scenes in this space for quite a long time. And I've I've seen a lot of these trends and I, and I feel like I have a good idea of where the space is going. So I'm really happy to start sharing more of what I've been seeing. Um, and I'm really happy to be talking to, today, man. So very, thank you very much for having me. Exciting. exciting. When you say you've been in the space for quite a while, like how long have you been in the uh, web theory space? Uh, yes. So I, that was like my first Twitter post when I started, you know, coming out of the slumber and wanted to start to be more vocal was talking about how I lost all my crypto on my first day. And so the story there was uh, in 2015, I went mm -hmm. back to I originally was in finance and accounting okay. and I but I was always driven to technology. I always loved computers and like I really wanted to actually write, learn to write software so I could build video games. And so I went back to code school in Denver, Colorado. And mm -hmm. um, when I was there, I mm -hmm. met some people that were like hardcore Bitcoin junkies. These guys were trading. They love Bitcoin. They, they were uh, obsessed with blockchain technology. And I had no clue what they were talking about, but they got me excited. And uh, and I was like, OK, like this, this seems cool, like digital money. I don't really get it. I don't know if I'm smart enough. And then 
uh, first day they got me uh, onto this exchange and I bought a bit, which was only a couple of Bitcoin, which is all I had to my name because I was going back to school. I was so broke. And I was like, OK, I'm going all in. And that same night that exchange got hacked and I lost Ooh. everything. And so Ooh. I was like, I was like, yeah, yeah, man. I was like, well, this is dumb. Like, what? This is so stupid. So I literally was like, that's insane. Like Bitcoin doesn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. So I like kind of had this like horrible taste in my mouth from the very first experience in 2015. And then in but right at that same time, I hadn't heard about it yet, but like Ethereum had just launched. And okay. um, and then I went to an Ethereum meetup uh, a few months after that. And that part of it just really clicked for me when they I met this guy that started talking about smart comp contracts and like automated you know money transfers on that was all programmatic and all public that was a really exciting thing for me and that made a ton of sense just as far as like these automated transfer of wealth and so me and my roommate actually went home that night and we built like a pokemon trading card marketplace mm-hmm. like that night like it was a really really simple you know would have been like a real web app you could have used but we started building that and i think ever since that moment i was like this is going to be big and i'm going to try and be as a uh, big a part of this as i can be so um yeah so 2016 was really the start of the journey and then okay i went and did a couple of random engineering jobs then i went and worked at a small video game studio and and then i ended up going to work at shapeshift and shapeshift was kind of like the original dex it was like the original exchange where you didn't need to create an account you just basically could trade between any cryptocurrency assets and so i worked there for uh three years and then the whole time i was there i was just obsessed with like gaming still and it really felt like that's where the ball was going with web three. I was like, okay, we're starting to get beyond these like just financial transactions. And I think mm-hmm. we're going to start seeing this technology get used to back video game and, and gameplay. And that's the space I wanted to be in. So, you know, a couple of years ago, we got funding for my startup, which was called arena at the time is now called gamer XYZ. And we're actually rebranding in a couple of weeks. So I'm excited to make some announcements around that in a week or two. So, um, yeah, so I've been in the space for a while, and I've, I'm absolutely obsessed with it. It's hard to think or do anything, and especially right now. Yeah. It feels like there's a lot of optimism, so it's pretty exciting right now. <laughs> so that, that's, quite, that's quite interesting. Now, you made mention about, um, you know, you lost your funds to um, an exchange. What exchange was that? I'm just curious to know. <laughs> yeah, that exchange was called Bitfinex at the time. Um, oh, Sorry, yeah. sorry, bro. I'm, I'm not laughing at you, bro. I just feel like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's quite no, sad. Can, yeah, you can laugh at me. It's all good. It's uh, it's you know, it stings. It stings when you invest in appreciating assets, and it's a, a weird, a weird thing that you don't. Um, it's hard to understand because we're so used to def- holding deflationary money and like money mm-hmm. losing its value over time, but. A lot of the nature of a lot of cryptocurrencies is being an appreciation asset. And so it's a weird thing because you'll always look back on holding, mm-hmm. you know, if you lost money or spent it, it's like it's always going to be worth more in the future. So like you kind of are if, you know, the narrative keeps holding, it's 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 an interesting idea where like the, the currency you have was always going to be worth more later. So I actually think it incentivizes good spending the habits, but we'll keep it on Web3 Gaming for this talk. But yeah, if you ever want to talk. <laughs> about the money aspect of currencies, I can go down that rabbit hole as well. Okay, okay, that'll, that'll be a very interesting rabbit hole, but not on this episode. Now, just before we get started again, there's this question I get to like ask, um, you know, everybody who comes on my podcast, and this is way out of crypto right now. Now, the question goes yeah. like this. Um, 
what really are you most grateful for currently in life? What's that one thing you're really, really grateful for? Uh, I'm super grateful for my health and my relationships I have right now. I feel, you know, I was, I was, I just was sick for like a month and I just realized like, man, when you're sick and you're camp and like, you're having a hard time getting motivated and waking up, like so many things just don't matter. And so just like waking up and feeling yeah. good and not having any illnesses, it's just, it's really, is a blessing. And uh, when you don't have it, it's all you can think about is just like feeling good. And then when you feel good, you immediately forget how great it is to feel good. So I'm feeling very grateful for just feeling good. And I love that question, by the way. It really, I think, puts yeah. me in a good mindset when I think about it. Totally, totally. Health is wealth. So if you listen to this episode right now, be grateful for you being alive. Even if you don't have those big bags, you don't hold those tokens, you don't hold <laughs> lots of Bitcoin. The fact you have life is a very, very good reason for you to wake up every day and smile. Now let's go down to <laughs> Web3 Gaming. Yeah, Web3 Gaming. Now what really... Or how would you rate the web pre-gaming sector currently right now and the crypto financial industry? Over 10. Let's do out of 10. Out of 10. Okay, cool. Um, that's a really good question because I think it's there's like a lot of variables and like I think different ways you could rate it. If you're looking at like, you know, potential upside and excitement, and I think looking at to where mm-hmm. I think the energy is going and being built into it. I think it's like, you know, a nine or a 10. It's like, this is one of the most exciting spaces to be in. I think we're really in an interesting time to be trailblazing what is, I think, going to be very game-changing technology and, and game-changing for how users transact and experience things on the internet. And it's it feels weird to be a part of it because the more I look at some of these things, like these are very long-term technology and you know infrastructure plays that we're making so it's hard to really understand the grasp of like the decisions we're making are really going to have a serious impact 10 you know 10 15 20 years down the road it's hard to imagine that in the tech technology world but that's really the beauty of blockchain technology and what's exciting here so like on that scale i think web3 gaming is like a nine or a ten because i think it's really hard not to be incredibly optimistic and bullish about the things we're seeing in the space. And it gets every day I talk to founders and game studios and the new games that are coming out are going to be incredible. And I think, you know, there's so many, I don't want to pick and choose right now, but it's, uh, (laughs) there's a lot I'm very excited about. And so like on that scale, but I think as far as like mature, if you wanted to talk about like maturity and where we're at in the space, I still think it's like, you know, we're like a five, maybe like, I think, still yeah. the rest haven't onboarded a ton of web two users yet but i don't i think that's just really a matter and i do think we're going to start seeing really dramatic onboarding and user acquisition happening probably in the second half of this year just knowing some of the timeline for these big big games coming out totally totally web three gaming has been killing it and uh, i think there's been a recent buzz right now and that's like one of the um top niche or top um sector that i think is going to experience a massive blowout and the coming world now just before i ask i also want to ask again like do you think 2024 is uh the year of the world or do you think we still have a long way to go uh, i mean that's that's the million dollar question i think it feels like it's going to be, um, which <laughs> I made a joke out of spaces. I feel like it's going to be bullish, which might be the bearish signal that there is if I'm excited. 
uh, you might, you should probably be nervous, but it's, um, I do think the Bitcoin ETF, we'll see how, how priced in that actually is. I don't think it is fully priced in. I think if that gets approved and then I think that really sets the stage for the Ethereum ETF getting approved. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that, and then in the United States also being in an election year, usually you see a lot more generous financial policy. So if interest rates start coming down, you could see a really big move starting in the U.S. markets, and it's that really does cause a kind of a global move. And if that starts freeing up a lot of people who have money on the sidelines, I feel like every VC I talk to and investors, you know, the expression is dry powder. Like a lot of people were so nervous about this last year that no one was investing. Everyone was hoarding cash, you know, yeah, savings yeah. rates. Like you could invest. A lot of people could just put money in a 5% interest savings account. So a lot of people were just doing that. But now when they start seeing that like a bull run might be happening, I think a lot of capital is going to start coming into the space. And I think no one wants to be on the sidelines if Bitcoin starts mooning again. And there's a lot of people who have seen this several times. And I think there's a lot of people who are like, I'm not missing the next one. And so yeah. I think that's a very strong FOMO and cascading effect. So I, I, I believe we're on the edge of it. Um, but I think it, a lot of it does hinge on this B, Bitcoin ETF announcement. So we'll we'll see. But I I I in, at the, the end of the day, like it doesn't really change my opinion on it. Um, and Web three gaming, it's hard to. I'm still incredibly bullish on the Web three gaming space, regardless of like the macros. I just feel like it's gonna have an amazing year, regardless of that that bottom line from just a total valuation standpoint. I think the user acquisition numbers are gonna be off the charts. Okay. And so the valuations will follow, whether it's this year or next year. So you're putting it less the year 2024 or the year 2025? What's that? I said, so you're saying it's going to be the year 2024 or the year 2025? Yeah, yeah I, I would I would bet everything on, on that being the case. Okay. But but there seems to be like, uh, there was some kind of like saga yesterday about the Gary Gensler um, X account. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think that oh, was like man. that was some kind of market manipulation by the market makers or what i don't know i mean i wouldn't be surprised who ever got access to that account had <laughs> some some plays in place like because there's so many ways to gamble yeah. uh on, on doing you know you know leveraged long and leveraged shorts like so whoever had access to that account, I'm sure they just made a killing yesterday. I'm not sure how <laughs> how many people are involved in that. I'm not like, but I do know that uh, a lot of stuff like that does happen in the space and cryptos being this like bare global asset. It's it's kind of the best way to monetize that type of information. <laughs> so that was crazy, though. I mean, I, I was in a meeting with uh, I was in a meeting with one of our friends and then all of a sudden both of our phones just started blowing up like every tech every group message all of our twitter everyone's like what's going on what's happening and then everyone's like yeah that, i don't know it's a, it was a crazy moment and it's like just yeah. classic gary at this point like he just I, I it just feels like he can't get anything right from my perspective it feels like everything he's doing is just absolutely tarnishing his entire career and i just think like i can't imagine i just can't imagine a more embarrassing way to end his term as an sec chair which i hope comes to an end very soon <laughs> so yeah quite hopefully he doesn't get back into that seat when his tenure is over <laughs> no it's uh he's he's 
I think gone like totally rogue. I think he's caused a tremendous amount of financial damage. I don't think yeah. he behaves in any interest of any public servant or civilian. I think he's a hundred percent bought and paid for by politicians. I think the SEC is totally overreached the purpose of what they're doing. And um uh freak, what's her name? Uh Hester. Um, there's another SEC chairman that I absolutely love, or not chairman, but one of the members of SEC that I absolutely love, um, Hester Pierce. She's amazing, and like she's the person that I really hope becomes the next chairman for SEC. She's wonderful, and she has like such a better view of like how you let markets evolve and adapt, and as mm-hmm. opposed to like trying to predict possible like. I think the problem with Gary is he's like trying to predict possible possible outcomes, and then adding implementation so like they're trying to like regulate and again enforce implementation about an industry that they know nothing about and so i I really hope that there's a more forward thinking more free market allow the markets to grow and build themselves before you come in and potentially stamp out what could be like a very game-changing industry for the entire world nice 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 that's absolutely true a lot of people hate gary jensler um me inclusive because it's made me lose a couple of bucks not couple like <laughs> lost money because of him yeah and you know the second anytime they are doing that kind of meeting and whatever whatever they're doing i just hate it but then we are still hopeful and everyone's like there's going to be like an approval of the bitcoin etf probably the last day i'm i'm, I'm putting a prediction out there it could be it could happen around april it could happen around April, but I don't see it happening quite soon. But I'm open to being wrong, guys. Don't, don't, don't this is not a financial advice. Do your own research, please. So, um, <laughs> Charles, <laughs> so let's come uh, um, talk a little bit about what you're building about GameX XYZ. You made mention about it being um your startup, and I would love to you know know more about what you guys are building on the gaming industry and what you guys aim to pull out there in the year 2024 to GameX and to also um everyone in the crypto community. Yeah, the, thanks for asking. And uh, yeah, so Gamer XYZ is a lot of like what I said from my background is I just really believed in this overlap of Web3 and gaming and Gamer XYZ is meant to be a culmination of everything that we've learned over the last couple of years, which is we felt like the tooling and infrastructure, especially around community game was very lackluster. Like if you, and we also felt as a thesis that a lot of gaming happens around communities and around usually like content creators, like a discord owner or identities. And so we basically had this thesis that a couple of years ago, that's like all gaming is really going to start being pushed around by content creators and, um, and that gamers are going to want to continue to play with those communities and that moreover content creators and people managing these communities need better tools to activate their audiences and the reason that we felt this way was we talked to one of our who's like officially one of our partners now and has been one of our our best power users is this guy named mr llama and mr llama when we first started working with him was the number one diablo 2 streamer i know diablo 2 is like a random niche but when we first got started we were just trying to find anyone and we just explored games that we were passionate about so diablo 2 ended up being one of the games we got traction in and he uh was one of the top streamers he would average you know a thousand concurrent viewers a stream he would get millions of views on his youtube so he's really rivaling daytime television as far as user numbers viewers attention not not to mention i think he's even more influential than them when he tells like people to go buy 
you know, a headset. So many people want to own his Steel Series headset or his, you know, his monitors. Like every day, people are asking him, like, what does he use? And he's very influential. And so, and the problem was he still wasn't making enough money to not have a. He still had a part time job when we first started working with him. Like he still couldn't afford to make ends meet, even as someone who was outrageously popular. And that was like something that we really felt like was going to change and like we wanted to help help change. And so Gamer XYZ was really meant to be a platform for content creators and you know gaming communities to have a much better way to organize and facilitate and really to start generating and capturing a lot more value that I think was being lost. I think a lot of these people just need better ways to organize their thousands of followers to go do things. And if you can do that, you can generate a tremendous amount of value. So that's a lot of like what our platform is built around today. Uh, we might have to schedule another call in about a month, but we're about to launch a new direction, which is really, we're really excited about um, because it's going to be taking everything that we've done over the last couple of years. And I think elevating it to like a next level, like Web3 standard, which will really start allowing people who are part of the community to really start being stakeholders in their communities. So we're going to start leveraging Web3 technologies like tokens and NFTs to really allow people to become more passionate stakeholders. So for example, you know, do you have any do you have any content creators or streamers that you really like on Twitch or YouTube? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. I have a couple of them. Okay, so yeah, just like imagine any one of them and you know, I'll just pick like Dr. Disrespect for for example. I started following him very early on, just like total happen chance because I saw this guy like wearing a bulletproof vest and a mustache and a wig. I was like, who, like, who is this man? Like, this guy's insane. But like, I was like, he is so funny. I was like, I think this guy's gonna be big. And now the idea being with our new iteration of the platform is like, how as an individual and part of that community, how could I start to benefit from knowing that this guy's gonna be big and, and potentially invest in his community and then be a part of growing it and then share the upside. So. Our new platform will allow someone like Dr. Disrespect the ability for his followers to invest in him, but then also a better infrastructure for activating those people. So allow everybody to start benefiting from the rewards of the community growing. Nice. So you're saying like um, Gamers XYZ is more like a community that's meant for content creators and helping them to like actualize and monetize what they are doing out there, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. In the new version, uh, it's going to be a much, a much better version of what it's currently out okay. there. I would say if anyone who goes listens to this and goes looks at our platform right now, I'd, I'd look at that as like a beta version. And okay. uh, the new version, we're really excited about. We already have a you know a decent amount of people who are going to be our launch partners for the new platform. We're in talks with some like pretty big chains to be our official ecosystem partners. So yeah, it's it's all really exciting and. Um, I think there's going to be a a good amount of momentum behind this new this new plan and this new project because not only are we going to help people have the ability to invest in communities that they're a part of and participate in, in that upside, but also our company as well. There'll be a um, there'll be ways to be more uh, of a stakeholder in our business without saying too much more. <laughs> totally but i wanted to ask are you guys um how would i put it are you guys kind of like vc funded or it's just like um you know the team members who are just generating funds and running um gamers xyz yeah so we we received our first round of vc funding which was like a pre-seed in um 
what was that February of 2021 and then we did a token only round so we do have a token that token is not um it's not treated weird. basically all the token was like a pre-sale so the token generation event in the token uh has not gone live yet but that is something that yeah something that to keep your eye on with gamer there will be more announcements around our token in oh, this quarter oh oh so you guys have a token but is it like the public doesn't know about it or it's yeah where because so we've always had we have a platform credit on our website which is just you know a points system um okay. for people doing stuff on our site okay. uh that 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 could be a factor in our token and earning our token later and then um Ooh, this is an but, alpha guys <laughs> you guys yeah, I, I just um, popped an alpha don't, don't. <laughs> yeah so I'm not, I'm not trying to give away too much because there's a lot of this stuff is still in flux and we're talking to a lot of partners and like no nah, this stuff is like you know set in stone yet but the the idea being we're really excited to start sharing what we've built and we're really excited to try and get a community behind us as excited to be a part of it and web3 you know web3 tokens and nfts are a great vehicle for doing that wow 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 now i know you don't want to say anything about your alpha but <laughs> but <laughs> you're, I'm, you're, you're I'm, pulling I'm, it out of me <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still gonna talk about it because Yo, okay. Is there some kind of like a referral system where you get like on you guys' websites in like more like a zilly kind of thing? Yeah. Zilly. So yeah. So right now it, it does have like a very zilly vibe to it. Um, okay. but the next version of the platform won't be as much like that. Um, okay. It's it's gonna be. I think one of the big things that we see as a problem is Discord right now. Uh, yeah. We think Discord is being like overutilized for what it really should be used for. I think Discord does not scale with big communities. Um, the, the best Discords I'm in are, you know, 100 people or like Wolves Dow is one of my favorite with his, you know, 300 people. But even with 300 people, when you have 300 really active people, a Discord is hard to keep up with. Like, there's just too much that's happening. I think we yeah. all do the same thing where we mute every server uh ignore most 90 percent of what is there you hope you catch like the little bit of alpha every now and again but you normally even get that through twitter you don't even get it through discord um so i think like our new platform is really meant to challenge a lot of like the the way people are using discord to at manage and activate large communities we, we don't think of it as like a total discord replacement but we do think of it as like a discord bot replacement like everyone's using mm -hmm. all these bots to do this engagement and that i think our platform could totally replace all of that and i do believe that there will be a lot of web3 gaming communities or gaming mm -hmm. communities in general that will end up just using our platform in the future over even needing a discord because they i don't know if they'll even need it i think it's, it'll be hard to replace the chat and the communication and the voice and if that's mm -hmm. something you want that's something that like we're not probably going to be solving for but um there's a lot about discord that i think is just needs to be fixed and not actually be used like it's just not how you should be using discord in my totally. opinion totally totally Every, everyone literally has a, a different perspective on how you get to see most of the social channels a lot of people hate telegram a whole lot of people hate <laughs> telegram and a couple of people as well don't like discord because i remember the first time i got hooked up to discord it was a whole lot complicated you know different servers different channels 
and it was a little bit hard but with time and you know the nft grinding season you have to get fully immersed and know how the whole stuff works but by the way i'm going to be turning on notification on gamers.xyz so i don't get to miss <laughs> out on any updates you guys are going to be shipping out now yeah, i so want to Okay, go ahead. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, I'll, yeah, before I'll just say we're deliberately being very quiet right now. So you won't, because we're also like a very, um, we're not, I don't think we're like trying to like overhype what we're doing. We're trying to be very strategic and launch something that we have a lot of belief in. Um, we're not this like hype, crazy team that's like, oh, big announcement coming soon. Check it out. You don't want to miss this. Like, I, I like I'm obviously a fan of like how Web3 operates and I, you know, I ape into as many projects as anyone else. That's just not our business and how we operate. And that's how, not how we communicate. Like we're really excited to build a lot more value into like our launch partners and content creators that'll be on the site. So yeah, the notifications on our, our, tele, our Twitter is going to be a great way to stay in touch, but um, expect those things to start happening once we are very sure we're not going to just start saying Big announcement yeah. coming soon when we have no fucking clue what we're talking about. Like if we start <laughs> tweeting stuff, uh, you can know that we have a very good idea of what's coming next. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I love that. I love when founders are like this, you know, when founders are like um less talking and more work in the background, you know. <laughs> that's 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 the kind of vibe I want. Now I, I would love to ask, how many are you guys on the team at gamers.xyz? Uh, it's three of us right now. So it's me, my co-founder is my brother, and then one other engineer. And we, the, the reason our team is small is we feel like we're all, we all have a lot of engineering experience. We have a lot of startup experience. We don't think we need a lot of people. We actually end up trying to leverage in like AI and stuff to like replace a lot of people on our team. Like we use <laughs> AI tooling and infrastructure to to I think really scale our ability to do things, um, especially like marketing and, and UI and like you and like design and stuff. These AI tools, you can really start doing a lot with pretty few resources. Um, uh, we probably will be looking to grow the team over the next half of the year, but we also feel like the reality of our platform is um, by onboarding content creators and gamers and you know game studios. We think we get a lot of like people kind of within our our business for free because we can have a lot of stakeholders without them being officially employees in the business so there's just three of us right now and and we'll, but we always want to try and keep the team small totally 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 it's, it's a it's a beer market right now and to be honest sustaining <laughs> yeah. a long list of um employees is not quite easy if you guys don't have enough funding and i don't yeah. i didn't even ask like you know what was you guys um um earlier as your first fund what was the amount? Was it like 20k, 50k? Oh, you don't want to disclose it. Uh, uh, uh I yeah, so we raised um we raised like a million dollars in our pre-seed. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we, we did that and then we raised um the other the other stuff isn't public yet, so I can't announce the other the other raise. Wow. But wow. That, that 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 will it'll all it'll all be public soon. We we, we don't try to I'm not trying to hide it because I I don't want to talk about it, but it's just um, it'll all be very transparent in the the next coming months because it'll it'll be um, a part of some of the announcements we're making. Nice, I love to hear. It. To be honest, I I didn't expect to like yeah one million dollars because I was like wow, let's say five hundred k, seven hundred k, four hundred k, but that's pretty pretty impressive, you know. Like it shows that a whole lot to 
people believing in what you're doing. But are these people top VCs or just like, let's say your family members or some kind of top projects that decides like invest in you? This this was from a very reputable. So their name isn't very big because it's three pretty big people who made a new company that's only done a couple of investments. Um, okay. So, but the the guys behind it are, are some investors and in some very very big businesses. So, nice. like like one of the one of the guys that's um, our investor is named Ken Cron. He was like chairman of the board of. Vivendi Games, which is like the parent company to Activision Blizzard, and he has a really cool story because he was the guy who like greenlit World of Warcraft and and was there for a lot of the big growth of uh, of Activision after the Blizzard acquisition. So he's he's a uh, someone that like helps as like a basically an advisor and, and lead investor. So it's nice to have like gaming real like gaming OGs believe and support our project and and stuff like that. So we have, yeah, big names on the, on the investor, although the, the company they invested with isn't, isn't super well known. Amazing. I love to see like here guys. Uh, I'm just thinking down a little bit jotting about some stuff you said, you know, like that's quite impressive. So coming down to the way three gaming ecosystem right now, were you, or did you um, witness the gamers award that I held in December? uh the game three awards or uh, yours yeah yeah i i usually i don't get to pronounce it very well game game i i most times say it's gamers award and most people say it's games three award i don't know which is correct yeah i think i think they can call it games gg i think is how they refer to it um i think a lot of people just uh, just to be specific but yeah i watched a lot of the rewards i know my my good friend sam uh won creator of the year which was really exciting for him so um but yeah so i saw i saw like a lot of those big announcements from the, the awards yeah now what's your take towards um activities like that um and the gaming sector lately i think this that was their second edition and uh, the first edition wasn't really like so lit like this because i think i followed up the second edition and we also had um the ceo of game games award gamers gg on the twitter space yeah. and you know he spoke a little bit about what they're building what they're trying to like achieve in the web three gaming sector What's your take on what they're building right now? Uh, I I mean I love it. I think I think anything about bringing marketing and validity to the space. I think awards like have a really nice feeling to like people in the space. I think it brings like recognition to especially in a bear market when there's so many people just like building in silence and working their ass off and growing their channels. Like it's nice to get that recognition and it's nice to like see people get recognized. It's it was really cool moments to see you know, games get recognized that have just been like working their ass off. And now it's like the games award was still like a, a bit smaller just because the space is small, but like I expect it to be, yeah. you know, get bigger and bigger. And I, I do think it's very cool. And I think it's like a nice way to like market and recognize people building cool products. And I really like the team over there Our, our one of our products. We've had a lot of iterations with our, our products was kind of going to go in that direction. We ended up not wanting to go in the dire that direction. Uh, for a variety of reasons but i i'm really happy they did it i think they did an awesome job um and it's really really something i think is a great thing to look forward to next year if they can uh to, oh it seems like it took us a little bit back did i lose you uh i think i'll still uh, just had a little bit of network you know dizziness like that okay um but yeah so i think uh I think that it's a very cool company. I love that they're doing it and I'm really excited for next year because I think it's uh, um, 
I think it's just going to keep getting bigger. So, and I think it's going to be a great on way to onboard people into the space and get people excited to to be a, even potentially be a part of those rewards next year. Totally, totally. Uh, you know, like I I feel like it's a very good way for we to onboard most of this Web two gamers into the Web three ecosystem. You know, trying to like put up award ceremonies and stuff like that. But I just want to ask you one question. I know you don't want to be asked this kind of question. But I'm just gonna ask you right there. What was your favorite game for the year 2023? Um let's see. Um that's a good question. Um my favorite game. I don't know, man. I think uh I think it's hard it's hard to be parallel, I think. Um just as far as like I don't I think it's a very cool game. I think the company Mm-hmm. with like colonies and some of the stuff that it's doing is like really pushing the boundaries of web three and NFT. And I hate how much everybody hypes them up. Cause it is like, it says it gives them too much pressure to like live up to stuff, but I think they're building something very, very impressive. And I'm really excited for like the colonies and the extended universe and parallel just seems to be this like giant IP that's getting built. So it's hard to not, say parallel was the game of the year last year i think this year is going to be interesting because i think wildcard shrapnel and yeah. parallel are all going to start advancing i think today the game is going to be coming out like i think the ai arena is another one i'm super excited uh my friends at meiji i think meiji is like i think they're more than a year out so i don't bring them up a ton because i think they they want another year of development but uh, my angry yakuza girlfriend meiji they're building a game that's incredible um and i think it's gonna be really like game changing for as like a genre and so i think there's a lot of great games this year that i'm looking forward to but for last year i think i'd have to say parallel nice (laughs) kudos i was expecting to hear shrapnel because i think shrapnel had a whole lot of vibes like last year and i feel like um this is going to be really really big for them because i know they'll be starting the game nights today um is he on the discord or on the twitch channel i think i saw an announcement like that right now but yeah i think if I, if I was going to make a prediction for if we have this conversation next year, it'd be Shrapnel's going to be the game we talked about as the having, having the best year in 2024. Seems like they're teed up to have just an awesome year. Yeah, and they have a, a very good team as well. The building on a very yeah. amazing ecosystem, which is Avalanche. And I think we'll talk more about that in a, in a brief right now. So, um, guys, I think we'll be taking a very short break right now. Uh, just before we head on that short break, we're still going to come back. And when we come back, I'm going to be talking a little bit about collaboration in the Web3 gaming space and also sustainability of Web3 gaming projects and the coming years to come. Don't go nowhere, guys. We'll be right back. Hey guys, and a warm welcome back from that short break. And you know, I still have with me Charlie, 
who's one of the co-founders of Gamers XYZ. And, you know, we've just taken a deep dive into his career. We've taken a deep dive into how he got into the crypto space and also what they're building at Gamers XYZ. We also found out that they got um, a pre-seed um, funding of close to like well, a million dollars. That's really, really huge. So if you guys are not really bullish on what they're building right now, this is another reason for you guys to put your eyes and turn on those notifications on your Twitter so you don't get to miss out. There was an alpha that was dropped earlier on, but I'm not going to um I'm not going to emphasize on that. So if you want to know what alpha is, go back to the top episode and you guys can know what it is. So um Charlie, um what what's your real name? Sorry, I didn't even get to like ask it earlier on the podcast. My real name? Yeah, what's your name? Yeah, like, yeah it's it's Charlie. Charlie Blackstock's my full name. Oh, nice. You know, I think that I slipped that part about asking you um your name. Are you married? I'm not. Oh, oh, we guys, we young dudes in the crypto space. I know you get married. Why? 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 Why do this way? I I see a lot of guys and they ain't married. Why? Uh, I don't know, man. I think it's, uh, I mean, marriage rates are definitely on the downtrend right now. I have, I have a pretty serious long-term girlfriend. It's actually our five-year anniversary Ooh. this Friday. So we'll, we'll see how much longer I'm single for. Or not uh, single, but <laughs> unmarried for. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. I love that. I wish you a happy anniversary come Friday. And I hope Thank you, you. you get to have a fun day. So I want to ask you right now, um, in terms of like the gaming industry and the gaming niche, I think during the last bull run, there was this narrative about the metaverse gaming. And mm. it seemed to die a little bit down and a little bit because we saw, we saw um, Axie Infinity, um, Sand, uh, Metaland, and a couple of other uh, projects. Why do you think there's no, um, how, or how would I put that, there's no hype towards Metaverse gaming projects like in this run we're about entering right now? I think there's definitely like an ebb and flow to narrative. I think there's a ability for web three to feel very smart and then feel very dumb and then feel very smart again and i think that there's a lot of unfortunately i think there actually is a lot of dogma in this space and what i mean by that is when axie infinity started getting big it was like play to earn is going to be everything that's all like every game will be play to earn that's how everything's going to work and everyone just hammered into that train and then like guilds mm. started coming out everyone's like guilds are the future and then everything kind of tipped over a few months later and everyone's like well Playtime doesn't make sense. No one will ever do it. Like that, that, that can't possibly work. Like guilds don't work. And then, uh, the metaverses became a big thing. And then I think it's like the narrative gets like almost tiring because the space moves so fast. But so people will, will say it's great because they just heard about it. It sounds great. And then okay. they get tired of saying it. So they like say it's bad and then it goes away. And then it's the irony is it feels like these things get faded and then come back in a slightly different version. So like mm. play to earn didn't come quite back yet but play to airdrop is certainly the hot topic right now and for those of you listening who might not know what this is play to airdrop um is basically this new meta i would say of gaming for an airdrop as opposed to just play to earn a token you'll actually play or do things to earn points and those points would will potentially have some conversion into an airdrop and so that's really the new thing that a lot of games are doing which is like come play our game earn these points and then you'll qualify for an airdrop at x x time and so you see that with marketplaces are really popular doing these airdrop farms as an engagement tool mm -hmm. and so the metaverse yeah so the metaverse thing i think 
is faded because I think it was like a pretty lofty expectation. I don't think anyone really knew what the word metaverse meant. Like, I think if you asked 10 people what's a metaverse, you'd get 10 different answers. It wasn't like super clear over like what a metaverse is. Um, I would say, again, I would I would say if you're going to call something a metaverse, I think Parallel is building something that feels very metaverse to me, where it's like a single gaming trading card game that now has AI avatars. It looks like they might be making a show or a movie from one of their last posts. So, like, they're doing a lot, and that feels very metaverse to me. Now there's, like, Mochaverse, which is super popular, which is, like, the Animoca, you know, content creator network and their NFT that's going to be, like, leveraged through potentially all their game studios. So it feels like everybody was kind of bearish on that. It feels like it's kind of coming back right now in a slightly different version than people expected. And, you know, play to earn is kind of coming back as play to airdrop. So I feel like it's hard to stay down on anything too long in this space because it seems like things always have a way of coming back in just a slightly different iteration. Nice, nice. You you made mention about um a play to uh play to end turning into play to airdrop. And I think um there was this uh, this content creator um reading, he dropped a thread about it. And I'm yet to like take out time to, you know, um go through that thread and you know understand what it's all about. But do you think this is a very nice narrative in terms of how to reward players than the narrative whereby uh, it's all these influencers who get to have spots, you know, to get in the airdrops and everything. Do you think it's a very good um, system when being introduced into the Web3 gaming space right now? Uh, play to airdrop feels like the most sustainable movement I know of that's happening right now because it feels like a very incentive aligned thing, which is like, hey, come play our game, do these things. The more you play, the more you qualify for these airdrops and like the more you qualify for these earnings. And it's like, that's kind of how games work in general. I think I think the reality is most Web2 games is you're not really getting earnings, but you're getting gear or status or leveling up on a lead ladder board. So uh, Web3 games definitely have a little bit more of a um, value transfer or like democratized earnings where game studios will take less profits because they're sharing more of the earnings from uh, the game with their users. And so I really like the play to airdrop because it also like incentivizes playing games. It's not just farming hype. Um, I think farming hype definitely has its place in the space. And I'm not saying that that's a negative, but yeah. I think um, Web3 gaming is a space that I really want to see mature. And I think the play to airdrop is like the next maturity evolution of like, hey, we have a game now, like come play it for a month. And then if you play it for a month, you're going to start earning these tokens. And that's a very good way to not only get users to come play your game and try your assets, but now you start getting potentially very loyal um, people in your ecosystem who have farmed these airdrops. And there might be, you know, some people are just going to farm them, sell them, go to the next game. And that's the reality. But then there's going to be a lot of people who farm it. Be like that game was fun. I think this is going to be big. I'm going to hold these tokens. And now like I'm a big supporter of this game, which is really what you're trying to do with the airdrop meta. And I think that it's going to accomplish that. Now I, now, I just want to like draw to one thing that just popped up in my head regarding this play to end airdrop. Do you think it's going to bring about organic um, play engagement or it's going to bring the farmers? We all know like they are people who farm airdrop for a living. I'm not throwing shit on anyone. It's it's, it's it's a free word. So you could choose whatever you do. As long as you're just calming people, you're putting in the hard work. It's something worth doing. But would you say it's a very organic way for you to like increase player engagement and a new game that is just coming out or uh, or, or what i th it's a super good question and i think that's like a time will tell answer unfortunately i think <laughs> we 
I, I think I think it will the more we get more users into the space. I think a lot of the early users here are still very like speculative and farmers. And there's a lot of people who like are using the space to like make money. And that's just yeah. that's the reality of like crypto and the space that we're in. Uh, I think it, it also depends on like how you structure the airdrop farm. I think it's I, but I think if your game is fun and people enjoyed the experience for farming that airdrop, you're going to get people to stay like people want people are always looking for games to play. Like I go back and play. I'm playing World of Warcraft right now, which I swore to myself I would never play again because it's such a time sink. But I still go back to play it because I have fun playing the game. And if, if even if someone played to earn the token, but they had fun, they're going to come back. But if your game's not fun and they just farm the token, and I think it's going to be like a really good indicator for you as a game studio is if you can only get people to play your game because of this air, airdrop token farm, you need to keep iterating. You need to keep working on your core loop. You need to keep finding ways that like this game becomes sticky without this giant carrot. Awesome, awesome, awesome. That's 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 a very nice way to grab out it. But would you know about any game that's actually like introduced um this play to and method right now um, that's going on? Yeah, so the games that I talked to that are doing it is AI Arena is gonna be doing it. And AI Arena is like an AI Super Smash Brothers, uh, where you instead of like you basically train your character so you play the game you train your character and then when you actually go play the game like then when you go play like a competitive match against another player you, your ais just fight each other so you're just like rooting for your ai that you trained it is super fun really cool but they're doing a big token drop because the token is going to be like their esports equivalent and that is happening through uh, a play to airdrop farm so playing their game you'll earn more tokens um I think today the game might be announcing something. Uh, they keep hinting at it. Uh, there's, God, there's, there's. I'm trying to think of other other games off the top of my head. I know again, I'll bring up Meiji. Meiji, I know they want to do that uh, whenever they do like their first beta testing. I know Shrapnel will probably be doing something similar. Um, so I think there's a lot of games that are like poised to do it. I think uh, I'm trying to, I'm tar- I'm having a hard time remembering them off the top of my head. But there's a lot of every every game studio I'm talking to right now that has a game is talking about doing this so um either people have announced it or they're working on it and i think you'll see almost every game announce a play to airdrop or some some version of that for their like initial user acquisition strategy totally totally i know i know lots of projects would hop on this trend because it's it's something um the whole web3 ecosystem loves and feels more organic than different ways you go about it now, I also want to ask a question in terms of like gaming. And I think a lot of people say NFT seasons are dead. But do you think <laughs> gaming, <laughs> why are you, why are you laughing? <laughs> uh, that's just funny. I, I just like it. Yeah, yeah. There, there, are, lo- dead, there are lots yeah. of talks like everybody's saying NFT seasons are dead. You know, it's all dead. No more NFT rights. But do you think gaming is going to like, um, how would I put this? Gaming is going to like cause a rise or it's going to have an effect on nfts and spike up another nft season again you know when we talk about nfts that are being used in gaming um games like projects like we you know shrapnel they have operators and they're also on um on sales on open sea do you think stuff like that are going to bring back a shift in the nft era in 2024 uh i do i i think you know the the cliche expression is history doesn't repeat it rhymes I, and i think 
we will see something very similar with NFTs happening again. Like I, I, you're kind of starting to see it already with, you know, Solana NFTs have, have had a really big pump up over the last couple of months. Avalanche NFTs seem to be getting a lot of excitement. Um, so I do think that there's going to be, uh, again, I, I think there's a lot of, the space is very good at creating FOMO and the space is very good at, making people feel like they don't want to miss the next wave and people saw what happened with the last nft cycle and i think people will want to participate in this way because they feel like they missed out on the last one and so i think the cooler part about now is that nfts are going to be there's just gonna be a higher standard there'll be a higher standard for the quality the higher standard for the art the higher standard for the utility um i think there'll be way less projects that just go crazy just because it was cool art like now it's like you need a lot bigger package of things that are interesting. You need to have a really great team. Um, and I, so I think it's like, yes, we'll see it again, but the quality of what's going to be like, like Excel is going to be so much higher than what we saw last cycle. So, um, I still, I'm a huge believer in like NFTs in general, just as a technology. Um, and so I, it's going to be a variation of it. And those NFTs, I think are going to have a, 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 pretty exciting utility and potential in this next bull market. Nice. Nice. I think you made mention about Avax NFT. And uh, if you guys don't know, I'm more like an Avalanche community guy. And we have okay. a mint that's going on right now on hyperspace, um, steady NFT. Uh, did you go on the white list? I did not. I did not get on the white list. Uh, I just saw about it and I was like, man, I wish I got on that white list. It looks awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it looks really, really awesome. And I think while we're talking, um, it got sold out right now. And oh, the so white list means price was five AVAX. And currently right now, it's currently at 11.71 AVAX. That's like a times two in a couple of minutes. So yeah, guys, Avalanche NFTs is actually spiking up. You could go grab one if you have um, 11.5 uh, AVAX to spare. You know, it could do really, really well. <laughs> Do you own any Avalanche NFTs? I do. I have uh, a handful of Dokios, actually. Woo! We're going to win. This is the win. A whale. <laughs> <laughs> no, not a whale. I, uh, I, um, I, yeah, I just, I, I, I remember getting really in on early on that one through some, I just them really bullish on Avalanche. I think it's a really exciting, um, you get like, I just think it's an exciting chain and I really, like what they're doing and i think the nfts are i i felt like solana captured a lot of the narrative early on yeah and i think it, it was just like a matter of time before avalanche got you know i think some well-deserved recognition and so i'm really bullish on them and i'm excited to see you know can these nfts continue to to grow in that space and in that ecosystem so i just really love the avalanche team and excited about what they're doing amazing i love to see people from outside you know support avalanche as well and like you said i think solana captured a lot of people I mean, when it comes to like nft um nfts of solana are really doing extremely well uh, i think avalanche is trying to like catch up with our pace and just give us a little bit of more time guys we'll be right there you guys will love nfts and avalanche <laughs> <laughs> so i've got a couple more questions before we get to round up this episode and i think one i have right now is directed to gamers the gamers xyz um you made mention about it being a place or a community for content creators and 
uh, you you made a reference to Wolf's DAO, and we all know like Wolf's DAO is one of like the biggest content creators DAOs in the Web three space. Now, what will be the criteria to joining gamers um, as a content creator? Are there any limitations, any kind of requirements? Because I'll be honest with you, I'm a content creator, and I would love to join gamers. <laughs> Which one you guys get launched? Oh, I I appreciate that. Uh, so yeah, right now we're just looking for launch partners. So that's definitely something that we can talk more about. Uh, so yeah, we'll 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 continue that conversation. But right now we're we're just looking for a very limited subset because we we want the platform to eventually just be a very self service platform. So if you, any content creator or anyone could basically spin up their own. Uh, basically what we're calling portals in the future. So they'll be able to spin up their own uh, portal on our site in the new version. And that'll be like very self-service and you could be able to easily join our, join our network. But right now we're just doing a very limited launch because we really want uh, a, a very passionate group of early users. And we want to really incentivize and reward those early people. And we just want that to be a great experience. And that's just easier to do with fewer people. So um right now the we're just talking to a lot of people that have expressed interest and in looking for limited partners and so we're only probably taking on about 10 partners and then we're looking to sign about 10 to 20 uh games that are going to be helping fuel like part of the engagement and stuff that we'll be doing with content creators so we're really trying to create a network of engagement and then the platform is really going to be about helping creators give mm -hmm rewards and monetize their community more effectively and get their community more involved and engaged and letting the community participate in that uh you know that upside so right now it's uh if you if you are interested and you want to potentially be a launch partner send me a dm reach out to me um or send a dm to our twitter uh and that's the best way to to get that conversation going nice nice so if you're a content creator out there you're looking for community uh, i'll recommend gamers xyz for you to get started into like i said on um, earlier on we try and turn on the notifications so you don't get to miss out and like charlie said as well if you're interested reach out send them a dm i'm gonna be dropping the twitter link right under the description of this podcast so you can scroll down and you know check them out do you guys have um uh, a community channel let's say telegram a discord just in case you know people yep. have questions they want to ask yeah so we have a discord um uh we, i'll i'll share that link with you as well so we have a discord link we feel free to join discord we're pretty active in there again we're we're being a little bit silent on a lot of this stuff so you're getting a lot of like kind of early alpha i would say um but we'll be a lot more active in the coming weeks as some of these plans get solidified oh awesome 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 now um when we talk about uh, like i said i made mention um before we went on that podcast break i said we we're going to talk about sustainability and the web 3 gaming space now we've seen a couple of games you know they do well they come on with this hype and you know after a couple of months we don't get to hear from them anymore and it's all bye-bye to your money now what would you say could be a very good sustainability plan to most gaming projects that are just trying to like get into the big um league of um you know um top web three games how do they get to like sustain you know their hype and you know users retention and gamers on them how how is that possible it's a it's a great question because right? i think i think the reality is web3 excels at acquisition and is horrible at retention in general um for a lot for a lot of people and it, and i think nfts were really cool 
Um, let me rephrase that. It's not horrible at retention. I think um, when you see good projects like Bored Apes and NFTs, like you can see how retention gets really sticky when you have stakeholders involved. Mm-hmm. And so I think the the thing with Web3 that I, I love about it is really being allowing community and people to be involved, not just from an engagement perspective, but also from like a financial uh, perspective by able, being able to hold tokens and incentives and really being a stakeholder in your community is the, is the expression I like to use. Because when you look at Web2, there's so many people in these like diehard communities and gaming communities that do a ton of work for free that just want to like stand out and be a part of a community. And I, my feeling is that it would be much better to reward these people and actually have them have incentives and allow them to share upside and really start capturing a lot of value that I believe is lost by the inability, inability to easily reward your power users or your core users. So I think the retention for games is going to come from a very um, it's going to come from a very good understanding of how you can use your token and your economies to continue to leverage your gamers and your community to be active participants. And so I think that can be things like routine, routine play airdrops. It can be partnerships and collaborations. It can be, you know, things that's, like art and NFTs and engagement. So sustainability is tough because you, it needs to come from a lot of ways. And that's kind of the golden thing that every startup is trying to accomplish. You're always trying to get to break even. You're always trying to get to a place where you're not stressing about running out of money. And it's a very, very hard thing to do. Most companies yeah. fail. Um, and so I think the reality is a lot of games are going to need to find economic models that work with um, a user base that's appropriate. And what I mean by that is there are so many great games coming out and there aren't going to be as many users going around as there always is. Like, I think the idea of, you know, your game needs a million users to be successful is going to be really challenging. I think it's going to get harder and harder with how quickly good games are being made and gamers are becoming very transient. They move from game to game very quickly. And then as on top of that, they're getting incentivized more and more to go change to new games. And so as a game studio, I would really be looking at def- using Web3 tokens, NFTs to find out how can you build a sustainable game that maybe only has 10,000 users, like 10,000 monthly active users or 20,000 or, you know, somewhere with a, a much lower user count. I think if your game needs hundreds of thousands or millions of users, mm-hmm. it's a really it's going to be like a harder and harder thing to accomplish. And so I think that's my biggest thing for sustainability with games is trying to push them to understand that customer acquisition costs are skyrocketing. It's incredibly hard to retain people. It's hard to acquire them. So how can you make money as a game with fewer users? Oh, that's a very, very good um, narrative. But would you say um, customer acquisition services like um, in the Web2 space is way expensive than that of the Web3? Or would you say Web3 is more expensive than Web2? So Web3 is right now is more expensive. Okay. But the good thing about the good thing about customers in Web3 is they seem to be a very good overlap of the subset of Web2 users that are your actually paying customers. The early metrics 
on uh, LTV. So LTV, again, for those who, not li- or who don't know what this is, is the lifetime value of your customer. It's one of the core metrics you're looking at when you're building a business is what is the lifetime value of a customer? Because that changes how much you're willing to spend to acquire someone. So lifetime value of many customers is super low. Like, you know, you're talking about five, $10 for a lot of Web2 products. But in a lot of these Web3 products, because people can buy tokens, buy NFTs, spend money, they seem to be a good subset of people who like spending money and are, are really active about buying and collecting things. There's some products that people are talking about lifetime value of being like $100 a user. And so if that's the case, you should be willing to spend, you know, $90 to acquire that user. Um, and so like Web2 metrics, a lot of times will be like, you know, anywhere from like five, $6 to acquire users, you know, depending on the space. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of games and a lot of Web3 games are looking to spend, you know, 10 to $20 to acquire users because they think that these users are going to end up being, you know, h- worth hundreds of dollars over the lifetime that they're there. So Web3 definitely seems to be a good place to spend money on customer acquisition because you seem to be acquiring sets of users that are spending money quite frequently. Okay, okay. Uh, I think I learned something from this right now in terms of user acquisition. <laughs> uh, a lot of people say um, Web three marketing is way is way different from Web two marketing. Is, is, would you would you concur to that? Yeah, I one hundred percent concur. I think like Web three marketing is way more personal. It's way more branded. It's uh, learning how to leverage your token and, and an NFT into building a community. Um, Web two, I, I think, is more uh, straightforward. I don't, it's it's more. Uh, How would you think it's it? like more? It's more like mechanical. It's more like Google AdWords. It's more user cohorts. It's more just like pushing numbers and views. Like I think it's really just getting your product in front in front of as, as many eyeballs as possible. Okay. And I think Web three is really trying to build community of stakeholders um, and trying to get people to buy into a token, buy into a narrative, and buy into a vision, which isn't as common in Web two products, where it's like I'm just scrolling TikTok and I see a hoodie I like. Okay, bye. And so, like when you're that company, you're just trying to push to eyeballs. Where Web three, you're trying to buy uh, participants. And so the the marketing, I think, is uh, is different in that respect. <laughs> okay okay that's that's another angle i think um cooper um if you know coop coop linus on avalanche it's like as the one who's um, handling um avalanche gaming and he, he he makes a lot of posts there you know i love i love i love the way he goes about marketing stuff and that's that's someone i look up to in terms of marketing now yeah he's 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 awesome he's one of my favorites uh nice nice we've got a cooper fan in here guys so, <laughs> So before we get to round up this podcast, uh, I want to ask you one question right now. And this is a very mind-blowing and a very open question to uh, Web3 and everything. Do you think there's going to be, an, uh, uh, let's say, a sort of um, new tech that's beyond blockchain technology that could impact Web3 gaming sector in the coming years to come? You know, something different from the whole blockchain. I don't know, some kind of like a tech or any kind of new stuff that could like have a very, very massive impact on Web3 gaming in the coming future? Um, I mean, it's the biggest thing that's that's come out, and it's hard to imagine anything bigger than this will come out. Okay. Well, so the biggest thing has been the AI large language model revolution, just the ability to, to 
easily use super sophisticated AI models that seem to be unbelievable at, you know, simulating reality and prediction and guessing. And so like these things are really going to change the game for gaming in general. And so the big technologies that I think will be coming out is like the ability to like generate games and AI generated content on the fly. And so like the idea being indie studios and smaller mm-hmm. games and companies are going to have such a, an easier time to develop incredibly robust games, incredibly robust ecosystems, all leveraging AI tools. And so you, I would expect over the next couple of years, there's, there's going to be more and more just crazy advancements in mm. the tooling for creating video games. And so in that respect, the way I think about it is I believe we're going to enter into an era of incredible abundance of amazing mm. technology. And okay. what I mean by that is I think anybody at some point in the future is going to be able to create amazing games very quickly mm. and, at a spa- and, and at a pace that is just I think like mind numbing. Like I, I just think it's going to be such, so much great, so many great things are going to be built from a technology technology standpoint so quickly because of these advancements. Now, that's going to happen over you know several years. I don't think it's going to be overnight. It's not going to yeah. be this like you know one day everything changes. It's going to be a very gradual process. Totally. So I'm not, not saying you know I'm not going to say every every game studio's developers losing their jobs and all that. I'm not guessing that. But I, what I am saying is the the AI technology and tooling is going to make it the technology barrier for your moat of your game smaller and smaller. So mm-hmm. the idea being if I can recreate Shrapnel overnight because okay. I can use AI tools to remake the game, how does Shrapnel defend what it is? And it's like, well, it defends it because it has like a network of gamers, it has community. And if those people are also stakeholders, it doesn't matter if there's even like slightly better versions of shrapnel out there. I'm a stakeholder in this version. And so I think web three is going to be like, and blockchain technology is going to be like one of the main ways to combat the idea that like technology, the barrier of, you know, your products technology is just going to be less and less. So like leveraging NFTs and tokens to buy a community and build a community, I think it's gonna be like one of the last ways to defend a product. And so that's something we're really excited about. And I think that's, what we'll see over the next years is more tooling to help retain customers by either turning them into stakeholders or building a moat through community and branding because the technology barrier is going to get smaller and smaller. Nice. Oh, wow. That was a very, very solid take, man. I <laughs> That was very, very solid to be honest. Thanks for, thanks for the, your input right there. Like, that was very, very solid. And like you said, <laughs> yeah, it's not something that's going to happen overnight. And yes, you yeah. know, as we go on, the whole world evolves, the whole narrative changes, and a lot of stuff has to change. So it's going to be a long-term process, and I'm really, really excited. That's why I had to, like, ask this question, you know. It's something I've yeah. thought about. And, you know, I love to, like, think about what's going to come out in the future, what kind of trend is going to come out. And it's it's just like the future is bright, like they always say. Now, uh, lastly, I would love to know, what's your take on collaboration between Web3 gaming projects? You know, the little guys, sorry, the big guys helping the little guys. How often would you love to see collaborations like this go on amongst Web3 gaming projects? I love it. Like, I think it's like a, such a unique, cool thing about Web3. I think the 
I know there's potentially going to be this turning point where, you know, once game studios really do turn on the user acquisition channels, there's probably not going to be this like total, like wag me. We're all going to do great. Like, it's like, everyone's going to be like really trying to hoard their users. At some point you need to make these into very profitable businesses okay. and sharing your users isn't always in your best interest. Um, so, however, I think the, one of the best things about, blockchain technology is interoperability and that word gets thrown around quite a bit i think it's um misused quite a quite a lot but the way i have always thought about it is the ability to allow especially developers and engineer to extend ip very seamlessly and so the way that that can work is i'll use parallel as the example because this is already happening parallel as a trading card game being on chain and using blockchain technology now already has third-party developers making things for their game. They have people building deck builder sites. They have people building, you know, analytics and, and tracker tools. They have people building all these things that is really extending the bounds of uh, what Parallel is very seamlessly. And that's something that usually requires a ton of engineering effort and dev effort and time to like build out those systems to allow that to happen. Mm -hmm. But if you're building on blockchain technology, it can happen for free. And so a lot of this stuff is going to just start, um, it's really gonna start exploding for like games and gaming in general. And I think people are gonna start building much very, like a very interesting connections between games mm -hmm. because of they're just gonna be leveraging the underlying technology. So I think True. for example, uh, like I think Shrapnel and like a lot of games on Avalanche, if like there could be a lot of apps and tools that are built as like an intermediary between all these games and so collaboration is going to feel very natural and it's going to feel yeah. i think very beneficial to everybody in that ecosystem to the point where hopefully as someone on avalanche it's like i need to build games there because they have this thriving ecosystem where all everybody's collabing everyone's building tools together and there's a bunch of actual like infrastructure in between each game that's really encouraging the usage of my nfts and my characters and the assets and like I earned this badge in shrapnel. Now I get a white access to the something else. Like, so it's like, whatever it is, I think like you'll actually start really seeing the power of all of your on-chain data being leveraged into like new um, experiences for you as a gamer. So I'm really, I love when games collab because I think it's really cool. And I think it really is a chance to highlight why this space is, why the space and this technology is important and interesting. Absolutely, man. I love to see games collaborate. And I think I think there was there was there was a collaboration between Shrapnel and Fortnite. I think Shrapnel used um, a map from Fortnite. And yeah. you know, those are the kind of collaborations that you know helps even if they are both like you know some kind of top project, but I love seeing when um, both projects, small big gaming projects, get to like leverage on the big guys, and you know it's only those that are actually building solid stuff, not just people who just come with some kind of overhyped project and mint and all that. I would have loved to talk more about overhyped um, NFTs and gaming project, but I think <laughs> we have a limited time. Uh, I don't know if we could have Charlie on an X space where we're going to have a lot more people who would love to like ask you or throw some open questions. Would you be down for that? I would love that. Yeah. Anytime, man. This has been a pleasure. So whenever, whenever you want to chat, just let's do it. Okay, okay. So, uh, guys, we've come to the end of today's podcast. And it was amazing having Charlie here with us. But just before we go, Charlie, we have a 
ask me anything question segment. It's just for 30 seconds. And we're going to ask you questions outside of crypto. And so it's going to be about your life. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so it's going to be quick and fast. So a PS5 or an Xbox, which would you pick? Uh, Xbox. Oh, you love it. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I've been out of the camp, the console game for so long, but I was I was one of the Xbox kids. Uh, so that's more of my allegiance. Although I think PS5 is what everybody loves now. So I think PS5 is probably the right answer there. But Xbox is uh, my original loyalty. So. Okay, okay. It's certainly cool, me. Uh, <laughs> which would you pick, a PC gaming or console gaming? Which one are you most um, attached P to? PC. Oh, nice. So what's your favorite Web3 game? Uh, Right now is uh, AI Arena and my angry Yakuza girlfriend are the two that I'm really, really bullish on right now. Nice. So who's your top Web3 content creator, gaming content Sam creator? Sam Stefanina. Are you guys related? No, we're not. He's just one of my really good friends. And uh, I think he's an incredible person and makes amazing content. And I, th I think what he did last year, like really leveled up this yeah. entire space. And so I think he deserves a tremendous amount of credit for, for what he does. Totally true. So guys, if you guys don't know who Sam is, Sam is one of those top web three gaming content creators. And he hosts one of the most hyped gaming space, Twitter space, gamified and listen to it and make sure I don't miss out on it. You guys should give him a follow and check him out as well. Now I have two questions for you just before I round up. What's your favorite country to visit? Ooh, uh, uh, my favorite country to visit is probably uh, England. I've, I've used to live in London a couple of times and uh, I just am obsessed with London and the Indian food. <laughs> and I love the culture there and I love the countryside of England. So it's probably my favorite. Okay. Okay. And what's your favorite, your favorite gen of music? What's your favorite kind of music? Uh, I, I don't know what it's like a subset of electronic music. My favorite DJ is this guy named Lane eight. He's like my, one of my like go-to listens. Um, so yeah, I listen to like a lot of like electronic type, like I'd say DJ music. Oh, okay. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. So guys, we've come to the end of today's <laughs> Ask Me Anything with Charlie, the co-founder of Gamers XYZ. It was glad having you right here. And just before we go, could you like drop your social media handle, you know, so in case people want to reach out to you, they could just send you a text message and... And yeah, get to yeah, that. yeah. The best way is to reach out to me is on X or Twitter. Um, the username is a little annoying to say, but it's it's C underscore underscore Blackstock. Um, so you can find me there. Hopefully, we'll share a link in the description. But that's the best way to keep track of me. And if you ever want to reach out, my DMs are open. I love meeting new people, love chatting. So please don't hesitate to send me a message. Yeah, guys, don't hesitate to send him. He's a cool guy, he's a free guy. You could, I could vouch for that. And if you want to reach out to me <laughs> as well, don't forget to give me a follow at that underscore techie boy and follow our podcast at Inside the Hive. I wish you guys success with what you're building. And I'll try to follow up with what I made mention about in the DMs, Charlie. <laughs>